Uh, yeah, how do we start the show in a way that's not terrible? We missed the good bits when we weren't recording. And then when we were recording, we just instantly started talking really specifically about specific people. And goss- yeah, <laughs> gossiping about <laughs> named and identified by ethnicity and location <laughs> and college and major. Right. If we had to bleep, that would be like, eh, from my high school who went to eh, and majored in eh, and eh, and then got really into eh, and then started eh, about eh, every day on his timeline. That's kind of funny. Two minutes earlier. TBT when from my high school, a very handsome who every girl was in love with, went to studied combination and became extremely and then posts really, really, really insanely up on Facebook now and on Twitter and he posted a review <laughs> of a and it was like <laughs> so you're just gonna eat food that tastes bad on purpose these are the people that give vegetarians a bad name Is a boat. We can say that for sure. No, we can't. It's not a boat, it's a ship. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a boat. It's not a boat. A boat is a small to mid-sized vessel which has a lesser cargo carrying capability as compared to a ship, whereas ships are specifically designed to carry cargo or passengers or boats. Okay, so the Queen Mary. It's a ship. It's a ship. And it's a ship because it's big and it was meant to carry people. Mm-hmm. It was a fast moving ocean liner uh, that was, I guess, finalized, finished, prepared for the sea in 1933. And that's when it began ferrying people around back and forth. It was like a transatlantic ocean liner and it was like the fastest of its day, the most beautiful of its mm-hmm. day. Art Deco, Mm -hmm. gorgeous, two swimming pools, like a theater, like the most beautiful, decadent, gorgeous, three classes inside, a smoking section, everything you'd imagine from an old-fashioned boat. And they've got all this amazing footage. Of like celebrities on it. Yeah, like Fred Astaire knocking back martinis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Winston Churchill loved it. He considered it his like home away from home when he was at sea. It's like like this amazing vessel. And then it was enlisted to fight in World War II in 1936. And they gutted the boat, painted it camo. I think you had to be 18 to be enlisted to fight in World War II. This is what I've written. I've written in my notes. Was... She was enlisted to fight in World War II. Yeah. In World War II, the Queen Mary took on a new life ferrying American GIs uh, to England. They said something like, uh, it could carry like 16,000 soldiers in one go. And that was like every two weeks or something. It was, it's insane. Insane. Yeah. Insane. The Queen Mary was faster than torpedoes at the time. Yeah. Which 
blew my and the CBS reporters' minds equally in the moment of watching that clip. Now the ship has like an honorary Commodore, um, but obviously she doesn't sail or whatever you call it anymore. So it's just kind of like a guy who's uh, nominally in charge. Right, because in 1965, uh, after so she was in world war ii as i said enlisted honorable discharge because the war ended Mm -hmm. i know a lot about the military and then continued to fill you know ferry people back and forth but then air travel became a huge part of luxury Mm -hmm. travel culture and even regular travel culture and a massive ocean liner was no longer the destiny and destination for celebrities mm-hmm. my last world war ii thing was after world war ii then it carried thousands of british military wives back to the u.s that i found really interesting also oh, I didn't know that. yeah that so the the american gis were ferried to england and then they met british women and married them had kids with them while they were there for sometimes many many years um like eight years <laughs> but um and then the GIs were all transported back. Um, and then there was this massive push for all the British. And I'm assuming there were some French too, but like mostly British uh, military wives who had met these American GIs. Then they all came back over on the Queen Mary in like tens and tens of thousands of them. I think they said there was like that's amazing almost 100,000 British women married American soldiers and then had to be like ferried back over. I can't remember the exact figure. Don't worry, honey. I'm sending a boat. And she's like, it's a (laughs) ship. Guy who ran, whose name was Cunyard? Cunard? Cunard. I don't to say this name. Amazing. Amazing. Here's the way I feel right now. Amazing. (laughs) I feel like I did amazing right there. And that wasn't embarrassing at all. No, you did fine. It's a hard word to say. No, it wasn't embarrassing. For sure. For sure. Anyway, he mortgaged the security of the fleet. There was a bunch of financial constraints. And then while the guy, you know, managing the fleet, uh, trying to, this is so crazy, trying to finance a boat called the Queen Elizabeth II. The Queen Elizabeth II, it's like trying to, it's like, (laughs) it's like mortgaging the first Lord of the Rings movie to sell the sequel to Ants. It's like, what are you doing? God's work. In that case, that was the first. It was a perfect analogy. It was a perfect analogy. (laughs) Episode three, in which Augusta riffs on ship nomenclature. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Augusta, who doesn't know what a ship is. (laughs) Anyway, so they sold the Queen Mary to Long Beach, the city in California, and it arrived in Long Beach. The city of Long Beach gutted it ripped out all the insides, redid it, and turned it into a floating hotel, attraction, and event and wedding venue, home to three world-class restaurants and an icon in Southern California. I wonder if the restaurants are any good. I have to say, me they as a... can't be. <laughs> Do you think they have seafood? <laughs> I can't be, I'm shrimps? sorry. I'm sure they have shrimp cocktail, yeah. and it's nasty. it's nasty. Me as a person, I'm not really a boat person. I'm a big bitch. Ships are small. The uh, ceilings are low. The doors are little. There's a lot of doors. I don't. 
Mm-hmm. I also get real car sick. I'm afraid of mm. dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not really a ship person. I couldn't see myself having my we- having my wedding on the ship. Just making conversation. I wouldn't get married on a ship because I don't know why I would. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just for me personally to what end. Right. Like unless I'm marrying a salty sea captain. In which case, I don't want to bring him back on that boat because maybe he'll remember that his lady is the sea and that he has to leave me. Right. Also, he could just legally marry us on his boat. Basically, the Queen Mary is famously, like, the most haunted boat in America. Possibly the world. Though I have been on the HMS Cuddy Sark, and it was pretty historic. For those listening at home, I've always wanted to be a pirate. And if I could be a pirate today, I... Despite what I just said about not liking boats that much. Yeah, counter, count, like, very contradictory to what you just I said. I just love the pirate lifestyle. Right. Listen, if I were in charge of the boat, I wouldn't have an issue with the low ceilings. Because I'd just be like... Right, because well, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be, low be low ceilings. ceilings. I would renovate. I would renovate. Exposed brick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All new fixtures. Exposed brick. <laughs> Steel, stainless steel, steel, GE appliances, gas included. (laughs) Gas included. Would you like to talk about the haunted aspect of the boat? Mm -hmm. So if I remember correctly, some of the very haunted features of the ship are the sick bay. There's like an area where sick and dying uh, passengers were quarantined. There's a couple mm-hmm. haunted staterooms. One of them is like the Duke of Edinburgh and the other one I don't quite remember, but it's also named after a member of the British royalty. Um, there's, and that's the royalty. Uh, there's like a- <laughs> New segment. <laughs> there's like an airlock or a water lock that's like number 13 that like swings closed and like smashes people to death. Um, then there's also at one point the, well, the Queen Mary was never fired upon during World War II. The Queen Mary did have a collision once with another boat. I don't remember the context of it, but I believe that they were trying to help the other, like it was an accident. It wasn't a war type Mm -hmm. collision, had a collision with another boat. Um, and it was like, just decimated the Um, I can't remember how many people died, but many, many people died. So there's like a front area of the ship where it like crashed into the, what was it called? The carousel? What was the other one? Mm, I don't know. I'm going to call it the carousel because that's how I remember it being called. Um, Where it crashed into the carousel and basically everyone on the carousel died. So like the prow part is haunted. And then I think somebody died getting caught in the propellers too. Am I missing anything in Mm -hmm. particular? Well, there's certain ghosts that people see a lot that are not necessarily tied to locations as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a ghost called the White Lady that people see in the first class lounge a lot. She's like a woman floating in a white evening gown. There's um, the pool is also supposed to be really haunted. Oh, my gosh. I totally left out the pool. Some people say that the pool is Mm -hmm. a vortex uh, that demons can travel through. Right. And some people say that you just like hear little kids crying in there that a little girl named Jackie drowned or maybe her friend Sarah hard to say (laughs) 
the boiler room is supposed to be mm, yes. haunted with a ghost named John Henry, which is a classic ghost. That name, is a classic really everything name. name. Who isn't named John right. Henry at this point? Then there's Grumpy, the growling spirit. Oh, He's supposed to growl. Grumpy, the gro- yeah, there's there's the seven dwarves all appear on the Queen Mary. <laughs> so there's Grumpy, the growling spirit. I can't name another dwarf. <laughs> Sleepy. Sneezy. Oh, dog. Sneezy is one of them? Yeah. Again, teased for his asthma. Something none of us deserve. <laughs> Grumpy is arguably one of the Queen Mary's most memorable ghosts, also known as Grumpy the Growling Ghost. This spirit, whose actual identity is not known, is especially memorable because he tends to growl at visitors. Do you think they were getting paid AdSense by growling, by big growl, to use the word growl three times in that ad? I don't know. (laughs) I just, like... Grumpy is said to lurk in a room under the stairs near the first class swimming pool, and sometimes he joins John Henry in the boiler room. So, like... So, like, the sound of boilers. <laughs> so he just makes the sound that a boat ma- a ship makes. Right, like, that a ship makes. Just fully a ship sound. Also, Augusta said the first class swimming pool because there are multiple swimming pools. That's how big this ship is. It's twice the size of the Titanic. It's... Huge. What was it? Two swimming pools, five bars, like a Jewish prayer room. A Jewish prayer the room. Things you would never have room. on a ship today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have those things on ships today. They're just cruise liners. That's what they're designed yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. This like basically templated the cruise liner. Yeah, just to your point of like, it's something we would never picture for luxury travel today. Like, okay, I guess cruises are still kind of around, but the idea that like the first leg of your vacation would be a long cruise to your destination is something that has sort of like, it's not something that comes to our imagination immediately. So I'm just trying to paint a picture Two swimming pools. And this is just how you get to your like destination. Right. I mean, I think that that is, I think cruises definitely are this and like mm-hmm. cruises are even more like cr- real cruise liners are actually probably more extravagant than this. Cause they're like floating cities. Right. Like, those yeah those dock in seattle we would come down and just gawk at them like they're mm-hmm. they're skyscraper tall and they have many mm-hmm. they have many pools and many theaters and many bars but i think this is the thing that made that imaginable and i would not say cruises are the height of luxury travel right no i wouldn't say they were what it, what did the cbs reporter said that it was like the last name or whatever that expression is that means like the definition, the zenith of luxury travel. Like, I would not say (laughs) Alaskan cruise, but I don't know. I haven't been on a cruise ship ever. Me either. We could cruise. Okay. To the news (laughs) Boulevard. I don't even know all the words. No, you got it. There's a bunch of ghosts that are attributed to this ship, but what's really interesting about it to me is that none of the ghosts are really like there's like almost two histories to the ship. There's like the history history, like the military luxury history. And then there's the ghost history, and they're weirdly almost completely separate, and there's almost no tie-in together. The stories about the ship that you would think would be spooky, the things I mentioned earlier, are, like, nothing to do with 
the ghosts that they say you can go see. You know right. what I mean? There's like no dude in a military uniform. No, there's no like soldiers. There's no British military wife dying in childbirth on uh, the whatever, even though that happened. I mean, like you said, they're floating cities. Like people died, people lived, people were born aboard the Queen Mary. They ate ham and eggs. A ham slicer worked 24 hours a day round the clock. Like one of those deli slicing machines. Insane. Did you catch that from the CBS No, thing? I didn't catch that. It's amazing. Okay. They, so they had ham. So it's a seven day journey from both directions. Um, London to, I guess, Boston or New York, wherever it would have been. Um, and they ate ham and eggs. And a ham slicer they had a ham slicer going 24 hours a day to keep up with the demand because they had like 16,000 people on board for seven days and they steamed eggs in 60 gallon vats that were above the steam like propellers. Crazy. Makes me want that. I don't know exactly which videos you watched, but I spent a long time investigating the Dark Zone Halloween live stream. Did you look at this? No. Okay. No, I watched a lot of, like, guys who look like sponsored skaters, like, spending 24 hours in the Haunted Mary. I like that. I was thinking about, like, COVID distance ghost tourism and how you can do that. And so the Queen Mary is a hotel now, and it's been closed Mm -hmm. because of COVID. And they usually have a massive Halloween party. Like an absolutely blowout, crazy, all these people, people dressed as ghosts, like really carnival-y, crazy fun, you know, dance parties and all these rooms and DJs and stuff. And so this year, I think they didn't want to lose the tourism dollars from that. And Mm -hmm. so they hired this company called The Dark Zone. This is not their first time putting on an event like this. And here's what they did. Okay. They installed cameras all around the Queen Mary and they put up a 24-hour Halloween live stream Oh, where you can watch the haunted rooms in the Queen Mary for 24 hours so you can join in a paranormal investigation. And their whole sell of it is they were like, because of COVID, the ship has been closed for months. Think, we have the opportunity as paranormal investigators to investigate the Queen Mary when it's completely empty. Who knows what kind of supernatural phenomena we're going to be able to see, which is actually a really good pitch, I feel like. It's a really great pitch and a really good idea. I'm excited to hear how it turned out. Well, as far as I can tell, nobody saw a ghost. But they did hire the Silver Sun Pickups. For a Halloween party. Do I know them? I've been waiting for this moment all my life. <laughs> okay. But Thank it's you. not quite right. Yeah. Um, wow, we should have a podcast where we just do song impressions. <laughs> we should have a band, because... you mean? <laughs> no. We should have a podcast where we do song <laughs> impressions. I feel like I chose my words very carefully. I okay. thought that was clear. I said what I mean, and I mean what I say. Yeah. That's why I said. I feel like I was extremely clear. Um, it is interesting to think about, like, 
first of all, how you do ghost tourism during COVID. I think the idea of Mm -hmm. recruiting people into your paranormal investigation work is absolutely the smartest version of that that I've heard. It's like so brilliantly smart because then people are like, oh, I can like help do this like scientific research to figure out like if the Queen Mary actually is haunted. But also Mm -hmm. like the nature of like fear of a place is so specific Mm -hmm. and hard to pin down and so much tied to being there. Then I feel like unless you're somebody who's really like ghost investigation heavy, you do kind of have to also have the band there for the Halloween party sell of it all. You know what I mean? I think that tying those things together is really smart. I think in terms of the, um, when you talk about like sort of the digital experience of the paranormal, one of the things that's really different about experiencing the paranormal digitally uh, is how small your frame of view is. Um, And I think if you've seen one single movie in your entire life that had even a mild amount of direction or cinematography in it, like you can see how the limited frame of view can really add to the eeriness of an uh, experience. So that's why I think the 24 hour stationary camera is a great idea. I think it invites activity on the periphery of the frame, which not only is very typical with ghost activity that's caught on camera, but it is doubly typical in that that's the stuff that tends to get spread more because it's much more interesting. I don't know what the science behind that is. Would love to have an actual film major chime in. I was only one for like two months. Um, But something about the subject being in on the edge of the frame is very engaging. And that's something you see a lot with paranormal videos. Yeah, or like the thing being just out of focus or distant yes. enough that it's kind of unclear what it is. Right. Super, super spooky. So spooky. And as much as that's like funny to parody for in like the context of like cryptids and Bigfoot, like I love found footage, Bigfoot found footage jokes as much as the next gal, probably more. Um, but there really is something to it that makes it liminal um you know that puts it in that space between knowing it's true or knowing it's there and knowing it's not there that isn't the same as not knowing it's there it also gives you something to decode Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. if you just see a lady in a white dress float through the frame you're like okay they staged that or like okay that's a ghost they're like pink wig thick ass give a whiplash Right. I think they get cash, make them blink fast. Important. Important culture. Huge, hugely important. Yeah. But like, if you have, you know, the, the moment you want, the moment we all crave, mm-hmm. as I think, as paranormal investigators and as viewers of the supernatural, is what is that? Yes. Yeah. That's the moment. That's the moment. Like, Like you said, the moment of contact, you kind of described it in the first episode. The moment of contact is not when the ghost either chooses or doesn't choose to be perceived in a way that humans can perceive. But instead, the moment of contact is the moment at which the human element of that interaction realizes that that's the kind of interaction that they're having right that's not a super great way to explain it but i'm just trying to reference the way that you uh, described it in the first episode which i thought no i'm totally worth it 
Thank you. No, but I think that's very, like, I think that's very accurate. I think it's this moment of, like, when, you know, when the person observing is brought into the fold. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh. Here I am in a ghost story. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Thank you. For our listeners for at home, I leaned so close in and started making my Captain Barbosa face. That is my favorite movie. It's such a good film. Let's talk about this divide on the website and divide in the marketing between the history of the ship and the haunted history of the ship, because I think it's really, really interesting. Okay. If you go to the website for the Queen Mary, the options you have. <laughs> going to do so right now. Hold this on, really file. cracked me up. New window. It's like book a, book a room, gorgeous art deco style, tours and events, dates and places, restaurants haunted tours mm-hmm. it's just like a menu option mm-hmm. like they're full-on straight up advertising it on the website mm-hmm. which i guess is a good way to get tourism dollars but also seems really crazy when you're trying to get people to stay on your ship yeah and like sleep there like it doesn't make me want to stay yeah there. when the front page when the landing page of your website is come aboard and then the next page is like by the way it's full of dead people right <laughs> oh my god there's a starbucks wow if you go to history slash timeline slash the dash creative dash years slash um it's called 91 years of glory that's the title of their history page they have the creative years, the glamour years, the war years, the golden years, the final years at sea, and the long beach years. Oh my god, not the long beach years. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer follow-up. Like, Seriously. maybe they could say, like, the hospitality year. Like, the, I don't know. Something like that. Oh, they also sold the Queen Elizabeth. $3.45 million. Well, okay, so actually that figure brings us to what I was thinking about talking about, which is that in 2017 there was a report on the ship's condition issued that said that massive parts of the ship are deteriorating, the hull's deteriorating, the area that was supporting a raised exhibition in the ship is corroding, the engine room is vulnerable to flooding, and repairs are estimated at close to $300 million. Remember that the Whoa. city paid, the city paid, I think... million for the ship in the 60s. Even with inflation, 300 million is more than that. 300 million is so much. I was wondering about that because in the videos that I watched of people like using it as a hotel to go on their little like amateur paranormal investigations, I noticed that huge parts of the ship ship are, um, like belted off and also you can see even by belts i mean um those luxury like vip section like velvet ropes um and you can see also that uh there are like some semi broken like not looking great but looking good enough to display like old fire hydrants in an old fire or sorry extinguisher in an old fire extinguisher enclave or whatever and you can kind of see them like it, it 
it looks good, but it doesn't look great. It looks a little dingy. It looks a little dingy, and not just because the interior decor is out of style. No, because it hasn't been kept up. Yeah, I mean, how could you possibly? I mean, I couldn't, but it's not my ship. Not my ship. Not my monkeys. Not my monkeys. But what's interesting is, okay, so they let that report in 2017. And in 2019, the engineer responsible for inspecting the Queen Mary issues a report saying that the ship is in the worst conditions he's seen in his 25 years in the job, that it's basically neglected and barely, like, afloat. Barely afloat, and that soon it'll be unsalvageable if they don't work on it, like now, but it's ASAP. Wow. Flimsy patching in the grand ballroom for sewage pipes that bust, standing water in the bilge, paint peeling because of the poor way it was applied. Really brutal. Wow. 23 million appointed for repairs ran out in 2018, so only 19 of of the 27 projects Mm -hmm. have been completed. And two of the remaining eight issues are considered critical, especially... The lifeboats, which are rotting and in danger. So. Wow. How fascinating. I never would have expected that. Right. That it would be literally like rotting uh, at its dock. Right. So the legends and it being considered haunted predates that, obviously. It being named Mm -hmm. in the top 10 haunted places in America is from 2008. Mm-hmm. So, like, internet haunting predates that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to think about the possible overlap between a place becoming more dilapidated and harder to fix and the increase mm-hmm. in trying to sell it as a ghost tourist place. Mm. I think no, it's I think that's very really possible good to, to see that it. connection. I mean, we saw that with dolls also, where, in a way, physical... Physical decay is not only excused by the presence of the paranormal, but it's expected to accompany it. Right. Exactly. And then you don't have to... You don't have to tie together the grand history of the place with the ghost history of the place. No, because you can see that it's old enough to be rotting right in front of your eyes you know it's decaying like the body of a ghost <laughs> that's my theremin impression thank you very much it was good the next impression is a dinner party with martin scorsese christopher walken and a, ther- a theremin damn it watched the delivery and a theremin that's really mm. funny well i mean First of all, in the video for the Dark Zone, my man who runs the Dark Zone is out front of the first class pool in a charcoal gray vest and spectacles. So I'm just thinking, like, in terms of our outfits, if we do want to sort of, like, think about and invest in this kind of a situation, like a ghost hunting Mm -hmm. look, that's a place to start. In a video, yeah. Right. (laughs) Here's the description that he gives. Over the years, the sightings of the apparitions that have been haunting the Queen Mary ship have increased to quite a number. 
love that they don't bother to say what the number is or was. To quite a number. Maybe just don't use the word number. Right. The Queen Mary ship, once a premium ocean liner that sailed the North Atlantic between the 30s and 60s, is now a famous world tourist attraction. Fair phrasing. Not just because of its ferrying history, but also because of the paranormal guests that are supposed to be aboard and haunting it. But, like, don't you want to tie those things together? But I guess... Mm. But I don't know if they can... Yeah, I'm, like, having trouble. I'm thinking about it, and I'm having trouble with the idea. One of the things that we talked about a lot is obviously how, like, tragedy makes ghosts. Right. Doi. Um, and, uh... I wonder if this is one of those moments where because it's such a big part of something of world history, of American history, uh, in its relationship to World War II, that it's impossible to say that the ghosts on this ship are because of what happened during World War II without acknowledging or without then invoking the idea that every ship that experienced travesty um, or that carried soldiers in World War II is haunted. Is that the concern? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe just Not that, that it's like a conspiracy where like big ship doesn't want you to know that all <laughs> ships are haunted. Just that it, maybe they're not so comfortable because they do have like still a lo loose association with the Royal Navy. Right. They have a Commodore. Right. Or is it just that the idea of a military ghost is just really, really, really fucking scary? It seems like if you're trying to create this place as a renewed space of tourism, maybe you want to mm -hmm. invoke the ghosts of tourism. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why it's like right. the white lady and the little baby and, mm -hmm. you know, a guy who growls at you, which is like we don't know his history and like yeah but the visual apparitions yeah yeah the visual apparitions you're right definitely sort of conjure the image pardon that phrase they conjure <laughs> the image of like decadence luxury yeah more of the tourist history right actually one of these ghosts captain treasure jones which unbelievable name middle name God. treasure captain john treasure jones treasure is my middle name he was the last captain of the active queen mary when she was sailing from 1965 to or 19 yeah 65 to 67 and accompanied on her final voyage from southampton to long beach mm. this earned him some serious credit in the maritime community transforming him into a media figure following the vessel's retirement he died in 1993 at age 87 so he didn't die in a tragic way, but no. he was well known uh, on the ship for his affinity for cigars. And visitors sometimes still report smelling cigar smoke in the captain's quarters. So like once again. Oh, I love that. Oh, right. I love that. I love that. Right. But it's just like. Kick back, put your feet up. Even the ghosts here are having a good time. You know what I mean? No, it's true. Yeah, he's not like, it's not like, it's not like those ghosts were like, women report having the bed covers snatched off oh of them. God, like, that's so sad. Though that, 
that is also that is a ghost on the Queen Mary. Mary. Um, I know. I'm like reporting the ghost or cat calling me driving down the street. I'm like, what could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Where would you be driving? You're driving down the strip and you're like, oh my God. Mm. A ghost came out and told me I had great ankles. <laughs> He offered me some some prohibition booze. <laughs> what is that called? Booch. 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 Yeah, Hooch. I don't know. It didn't make me want to stay on the Queen Mary, but it did make me want to go look at it. It's also funny when they're doing like outdoor videos of it and they'll be like, I am, you know, my name is Derek. <laughs> my name is Derek and I'm invested. Today we're going to be investigating the Queen Mary, one of the most haunted ships in America. And then you look behind him and it's like this beautiful, like, it's like daytime in Long Beach, like mm-hmm. it's so chill. All these ladies, their little tiny dogs, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, very haunted. Like, you're like <laughs> oh, very Kel spooky, Kel spooky, Kel spooky. Mm-hmm. No, it's funny. That's like a lot of the videos I watched had like, yeah, like the guys were just like in t-shirts that had they were just like they were just like blonde and like clearly had just gotten off a skateboard, like, and then they're like. This is going to be so real. I've been in Long Beach my whole life. <laughs> and you're like, I know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. There were a lot of news stories in early 2018 about how they were reopening their most haunted stateroom that you could stay in, which coincides like almost exactly with the repairs issue that you described. Right. Exactly. Right. They're upping the spooky content because they can't up the luxury yeah. content anymore. Right. Because it's not. Yeah, I find that inter... that's so interesting about luxury places, how just like absolutely disgusting and falling apart and under maintenance, underserviced they are. This isn't a luxury place, but like it's a prestigious place that I used to work at. The Museum of Natural History, I talk about it all the time. It's very prestigious. I used to work there um, in a entry-level capacity and so much of it is like falling apart poorly labeled actually a hoax um stored improperly chucked in someone's office like pipes this that and the other thing yes of course there's a like a magnificent resource of wealth of well-kept and well-stored specimens and all that other stuff too but there's also like down in the hall where they put bird skeletons back together in the basement, there are like pipes that just water just gushes out of them onto the floor, onto the floor. Like, I don't know, just little things like that. And there's a lot of places like the Plaza hotel is another one. Like the Plaza is super famous and like famous for luxury. And like the ceilings are like six feet and everything is like musty and they have like cockroaches but it's the plaza hotel you know like and the rooms are like eight hundred dollars a night well it really shows that the things that are a symbol of luxury like that (laughs) you're checking the price of the night at the plaza hotel Mm -hmm. it's probably cheaper these days um tonight prices from nineteen hundred dollars um i mean i think part of what's interesting about that is that it's there's sort of Luxury is extremely contingent on what's available to people at the time. It's extremely time specific. The same way that 
what is scary is time specific mm -hmm. what is luxurious is time specific so an ocean liner that can get you across from london to new york in a week is extremely luxurious if it's 1934 mm -hmm. however now a cruise that gets you from seattle to alaska in a week while a delightful vacation is not nearly the fastest or most efficient way to travel there, mm -hmm. nor is it the most luxurious experience no. you can have in Alaska by a long shot. I think that also is part of... In the first episode, I talked about how there are physical aspects of dolls that we today find to be creepy that weren't creepy at the time that the dolls were manufactured. And I think the same... Or a similar thing can be said about luxury spaces to your point about what is luxury at different times. So the plaza, which I mentioned, and boats, I mentioned that I find them much too small. So that would be one thing that, for example, is a different kind of luxury then than it was now. Having a place to stay at all that felt luxurious and had service, this, that, and the other thing, um... In 1934, the tiny, tiny cabins, if you have not been on the inside of a boat, I must stress to you to look up images of the inside of the Queen Mary's cabins and insides of the rooms at the Plaza Hotel, which is not what this episode is about, but whatever. Here we are. I've mentioned it several times now. They are so small. You would never consider them luxurious now, except for their association with the Plaza and with the Queen Mary. I mean, they're too small for most people in the 21st century, I would say. I know I'm a larger person, but... I mean, so am I. Maybe six feet tall, but like, you know, I mean, it's funny because now the idea of luxury has so flipped in its head where if you look at like a Kardashian mm -hmm. house or even I, my mom yes. gets like an architecture magazine. I was looking through it the other day while I was um, in the bath having a luxurious space. experience. Space. It's all about Emptiness. space. Emptiness. Emptiness minimalism if you're in new york ever um go to the met go to the preserved hotel rooms from previous centuries you will see an idea of luxury that is so different than the idea that you've just mentioned and described of contemporary luxury these rooms they even say that they made them bigger so you could see all the things in them because the way that they were originally built was just crammed with shit Right. Like that was luxury. It was like, how many ruffles can we fit in it? How many gold inlays? How much wainscoting? How many fucking drapes? How many harps? How many porcelain teacups? Like just like full of shit. That was luxury. And in a way, being able to have all those things would still be luxury today. But instead now, the way that we see wealth represented in a physical space is like, one chair that cost you $8,000 on a completely white background. All of this is just to say that I think it's much harder to sell the concept, to backdate the concept of luxury. You can tell people that the Queen Mary was a luxury hotel, but when you actually look at it, only specific pieces are still impressive to our eye today. And so piling this additional history on top of it, that these ghosts are going to show you the way that they lived at the time, they're going to have martinis and smoke cigars on board, is actually a very good marketing tool and increases the number of people who might be interested because honestly, not that many people are going to want to sleep on a boat. But a lot of people are interested in ghosts. 
The other thing that's hard about it is that the boat is um, how you say docked. <laughs> well, in a way, if you want to get super cheesy about it, the haunted Queen Mary is a ghost of the Queen Mary. Because the Queen Mary can't sail and it can't really do anything. Exactly. Even if it couldn't sail and it was a monument to engineering, to the triumph of the human spirit, to the lives lost in World War II, those would all be things that were the Queen Mary's job. The Queen Mary could do all those things. But now all the Queen Mary can do is barely stay afloat and not really make a profit as a hotel. It doesn't do what it was originally designed to do. All that luxury was designed to get you to England. Right. And it doesn't live any kind of life that it ever lived before. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. The um, Long Beach beat it. Long Beach the beat the other top bidder for it, which was Japanese scrap merchants. Like, they were going to scrap the ship Stop. for parts. No, I'm serious. Wow. I had no idea. I assumed the other one would be, like, the British Museum or something. I didn't see any good footage of ghosts, also, in my research. Mm -mm. There's a lot of bad footage. No, me neither. clearly nothing. There's a lot of, like, orbs. Yeah, but there's always a lot of orbs. And then they're like, that can't be dust. There's no way that's dust. You're, like, on a ship from the 1930s that's 17, what is it? What did you say? Like, $275 million behind its, uh, like, upkeep budget? Right. No, it couldn't be dust. Couldn't be dust, bro. Probably a ghost. Inside something that was literally specifically built, it's only nature that differentiates it from any type of building, any other type of building, is that no water or air gets in or out of it. <laughs> like... <laughs> Digital space is really well primed for a couple things, and the biggest one is advertising, and one of the close competitors is conspiracy theory discussions which is part of what makes this a really good place for those two types of simultaneous advertising because every time a ghost is spotted and a weird spin-off article is written about it it links back to the website for the queen mary where you can book a room the digital footprint of the Queen Mary is this complicated web of like historical writings about World War II and about luxury cruise liners, um, anything about tourism in Long Beach and uh, the paranormal uh, that all sort of link together and link back to would you like to book a room on the Queen Mary? Exactly what you said. Like, it really is like, I don't know. It's a web of sort of nodes that connect to one another in thought. And then also, and then also digitophysically. But it's funny because it's very different from like, for example, the Greenwood Cemetery tour that we went on or the Greenwood Cemetery talk where they talked about how the tour was meant to encourage you to buy a plot. It wasn't like you have to mm -hmm. advertise that being haunted. It's full of dead people, right? That's like a very obvious place where you'd want to have morbid tourism because it's literally you're trying to sell death. And then with the New York City ghost tour, I don't think anybody moves to New York because New York is haunted. Seeking out a haunted history is a way of seeking out an alternate history. Here we see a right. place where those two things have converged in a really interesting way. Yes. 
Yes. But this place doesn't have to have a haunted history. And in fact, they're not very good at selling its natural history as haunted or its mainstream history as haunted. But you can create a side channel, alternate haunting history. And the more that that picks up, that takes on a life of itself because of the internet. That takes on its own life online, which draws tourism back Mm -hmm. to the physical space. It's also sort of a different sense of alternate history than the alternate history of New York um, or other cities that you see on a ghost tour because doesn't really say their ghost history doesn't really say anything historically it's not like talking about the potter's fields or prohibition or thomas Paine. there's barely any fame or renown to the spirits that are particular to the queen mary i mean you could not have pulled the name of that captain out of the you know what i mean it's not like like, yes, Fred Astaire right. was on the boat. Fred Astaire's ghost is not on the boat. Right. Lots of famous people are on the boat. Nobody's ghosts reside there. Nobody's ghosts reside there. Even Winston Churchill, who described it as his home away from home, Winston Churchill absolutely does not haunt the Queen Mary. And they don't even try it. They don't even make the pretense that he does, no. which I think is really funny. No. They're not even like, maybe you'll encounter, like uh, when you go to the, uh, Alcatraz, and they're like, maybe you'll encounter Al Capone. Well, I don't right. know. He could be playing his banjo in the pool. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, Dang. I don't know, a little girl died in the swimming pool. Yeah, sure. Right, they don't, like... You can hear little girl giggles. Right. Yeah, there's it's a very generic. hot drunk lady. Right, yeah, hot drunk lady generic. in white, super generic. Old sea captain right. smoking a cigar, cigar, super generic. Neither of which right. are overtly dangerous, but are spooky enough to maybe be, in the kind of like the Scooby-Doo sense. Um, little girl drowned in a pool, sad, again, not overtly dangerous, other than the fact that maybe demons come from inside the pool. But the pool, sorry, important note about the pool, because of California state regulations, they can't fill it with water anymore. So it's no longer a functional swimming pool, either of them. Nor a functional vortex to the other plane. Because of California state regulations. Right, exactly. It says that you can't put a demon <laughs> vortex there. It's some fucking zoning thing with Long Beach. If, if you want to have a demon vortex, you have to go, like... To Sunnydale? The Duke who sits in the uh, Duke Edinburgh war- room, like, in his little chair, doesn't imply that he's dangerous in any way, or, um... I don't know. It's just... Yeah, there's one spirit who just growls at people. Like, they're right. specifically spirits that are not dangerous, but are just, like, they're ghosts. They're like the most, yeah. because I think if you were to have soldier ghosts on board, people would be like, oh, I'm scared of soldiers. They kill people. Right. Oh, so maybe that's what I meant to say earlier. It's like, you can't imply that soldiers are scary to people and that they do anything other than serve the living. Right. Dead soldiers only serve the living. Right. That's why they're so brave and they died for our freedom. Right. Yeah. You don't want PTSD ghost. It's too scary to think that a soldier ghost could be anything but mistakenly violent you know there are tales of soldier ghosts where they're they don't understand where they are and they're confused and they might cause violence and harm but there's not soldier ghosts who deliberately want to car who are like defectors or who would ever cause harm to an world war ii no good god it's just too messy it's too messy it's way too messy and if we know anything about war history it's that it's very neat no, it's that it needs to be neat so that we can keep fighting wars again. Right. And one yep. of the things that, uh, you know, 
keeps it neat is the lack of violent soldier ghosts. But we'll talk about that more in Civil War Ghosts at some point. Thank you so much for tuning into the Phenomena podcast. We're going to go before our computer dies. Uh, I hope that you'll join us in a couple weeks. We're going to move on from this arc of, you know, ghost finances and talk a little bit about uh, paranormal urban legends with our very special guest, Ruby Master Demos. And thanks for everyone who's been listening. I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from people, and it's really, really nice. Me too. Thank you so much. People text me. It's really sweet. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Should be. Which, where? Okay. Where are the, the fat thing? girls in Grand Theft Auto?